All right. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna open with prayer because we are gonna just get ready for today. It's gonna be amazing. So, Lord, we just ask you just to come here today and not just come and sit, but fill us. Let it be like the anointing to fall, not just as I speak, but on each person that is here. Lord, let your anointing fall on them today just like it said like you said how the oil ran down Aaron's beard because it was so saturated not just a drip Lord but let it be overwhelming in this place today I just thank you for that in Jesus name send him after all you guys this time (laughs) so we're going to talk about being claimed so being claimed Right. means, you know, being claimed, being liberated, you know, being discharged from sin. We're redeemed from every curse. We're set free. We're no longer, you know, under the law, but we're under grace, um, you know, which is way better. And it makes us free to learn and do and live. So I'm going to tell you a story about claim. So me and Matt had stayed at a hotel a couple weeks ago. And he just got this brand new backpack. I had tags on it. He's like, you know, I'm going to take this with us and I'm going to use this to pack everything. And it was small, but, you know, it's something new, so I had to try it out. So we brought it and we're at the hotel and we're getting ready to leave. And he's like, where's my backpack? And I said, I don't know. It's your backpack. Um, so I'm thinking, oh, maybe it got in the drawer. We're looking everywhere. I'm like tearing this, like, hotel room apart and finding them. Like, it's not here. You know, somebody had a little five-finger issue. Um, or it got wrapped in the laundry, and then they set it aside. Or So I'm like, okay, we'll go down there and ask. So Matt goes down there, um, and he's like, hey, so like my backpack's missing from our room. And they're like, well, we have this one. And to let you know, this backpack's not like, you can't just go to a store and buy it. It wasn't a brand that like you could just go to Myers or something like that. It was a brand you had to order, you know, offline. Um, and so they're like, yeah, we do, but we found it in a different room. And so Matt's like, but that's my backpack. He's trying to claim it. They're not making it easy for him, you know, because I'm pretty sure everybody, you know, you have just hordes of people that have all lost a backpack at the same time that come and ask for it, right? So, I mean, doesn't that seem weird to you? So he's like, he had to come back down to the room, and he had to get on Amazon where he bought it off, and he had to pull up his purchase order and show it, and she still didn't want to give to him. He's like, that is my backpack, and you will give it to me. And he took it, you know. He, she's like, well, you know, do you have proof? He's like, how much more proof can I have? Yeah. You know. So she did finally give it to him. And Matt's, you know, through grace, you know. So he walks by everyone with it like, yeah, I know what you were planning for this. And so we got it back. But she was so rude to him. And I thought, we claimed that. We had to work for it. It wasn't just like, well, that's my backpack. Okay, here you go. You know, um. And I think we have to realize that sometimes God has given us everything through Christ, but there's a lot of things left unclaimed. There's a lot of things that we leave, and then we're like, God, why is this happening? Why, why isn't this going right? What, what's going on? And God's like, you have to go get it. Prove that it's yours, because the enemy's not just going to be like, oh, that's yours, let me hand it back to you. No problem. It doesn't work that way. So we did get it back. It was good. Um, there were some other issues, but it all got turned out. We actually got super blessed from that visit. Uh, uh, the manager talked to us, so we have the backpack. It's good, but we reclaimed it. Great story. So basically, we've got to look at that's the way 
that it was with Jesus. So everything that was taken from us in the garden, you know, when we, we gave it away, but it also, he, he was a snake. He was, you know, he was in there lurking around trying to manipulate and trying to deceive. It wasn't like it just happened and Eve ran after that, right, and was looking for that. He, the enemy already had a plan. He was, he was working hard to take what was, was theirs. So everything was taken from mankind, and basically everything in heaven, Jesus died and brought back into our possession. And he said, heaven and earth. So everything that the enemy took from us from generation, from the creation of time, Jesus died and said, this is all yours. I'm bringing it back into your possession. That's really good. Because there was a lot of things, you know, death was one of them. I'm really glad that I got that back and I don't spend an eternity separate from my creator. That, I mean, if, if that's all I got, if everything, if they said, hey, you come to know Christ and your life is going to be horrible and every bad thing that could ever happen to you is going to happen to you, I would still choose an eternity with that life. I mean, if that was the only thing, I would still choose that because this is such a short time compared to eternity. But he said, oh no, it doesn't stop there. It was like, is like the best game show and let it open door number one and two and three and it's like you get the whole thing you know he's like you get healing you get peace you get joy you know what you're going to get provision you get favor I mean it just goes on and on there's tons of promises you know things that we don't even realize are in there we haven't even unwrapped there is like a pile of gifts right there and God's like come unwrap them one more one more one more he said everything that is so good Sometimes we forget that. We're like, well, life is so bad. He's like, and I just am thinking, but everything is ours. We have to go get it. If we wouldn't have went down there, they wouldn't have been, hey, we took this backpack a couple days ago, thought, saw that you were checking out, like to hand it back to you. That was not going to happen. Was it ours? Yes. Did we have proof? Yes. Was it right for us to go and ask for it? Yes. But they weren't just going to give it to us. We had to say, mm-mm. And the same thing we got to do with the word. No, look, this is what God has said. Devil, you better take your hands off my stuff right now. Whew, so if you got a Bible with you or if you don't, I'll read it. But we're going to be in Ephesians 1. We're going to start in, in 3. So it says, Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms has already been lavished that's a good word, lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts. And he has chosen us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with unstained innocence. Whew. Keep going. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for all the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus he has for us so the same way God is saying the same way that he loves Jesus 
that he made a, a plan that he loves us the exact same way. And this is unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given this treasure of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation, let me say that again, the total cancellation of our sins, all because the cascading riches of his grace. This superbent, superbent grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom. So we got, how much wisdom do we have? All forms. So does that mean just when you're in church you're going to have wisdom? No, that means you're going to have wisdom in your job, in your family. People are going to be like, how did you know that? You'd be like, let me tell you. I just knew it because of God. In everything. Everything you do is spiritual. Remember that because you're a spiritual being. So just because you walk into work, you're still, that's a spiritual experience. May not feel like it, but it is because you're a spiritual being. Oh, now I lost where I was. Um, all forms of wisdom. Okay. Um, and practical understanding. You don't have to be weird. And through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveiled his secret desires to us, the hidden mysteries of his long-range plan, which he was delighted to implement for the, from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment, fulfillment of all ages finally reaches its climax when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. Oh my gosh. Claimed. The inheritance, we were claimed to be put into the inheritance of heaven. God says he paves his streets with gold. We can barely get our streets paved with tar. And he, you know, so that's an inheritance. If that's that abundant, and he said, I've claimed you and now I've put you in this family. That's a lot. That's a lot. We've been claimed. We've been restored. He said he adopted us. We've been set free from all sin, all death in Christ. That's so good. But we've got to remember when something's taken from us, I don't know if anyone's ever had anything like stolen and you have to like make a police report and stuff. Even when the, the perpetrator gets caught, do they say, yeah, I'm so sorry I stole this from you and I didn't sell it or anything or wreck it. I'm just going to bring it right back to you the same way it was. Usually it's a huge fight. You know, you have to go through insurances. You may never see that property again, right? It's a lot of work. You, you know, if your car gets stolen, you might see it, but it might be, uh, you know, like in a million pieces. So we have to go and reclaim it. The enemy's not going to be like, well, you caught me. That is yours. That's not how it happens. We have to go and say, I have proof. That's mine. And you may not, you may not have it. You know, and sometimes it's a fight because he doesn't want to give it to you. Same with Matt's backpack, a little thing. I mean, we had a ton of proof. But, you know, <laughs> he was like, they're not going to take my backpack. You know, some people would have been like, you know, well, I'm not going to fight about this. It's just a backpack. 
But I thought, you know what? That's brand new. And God gave it to us, and there is no way that, you know, I don't care if it's a dollar or a million dollars. The enemy is not getting any hands on what is mine. So sometimes the little things were like, well, I'll just let the enemy have that because I don't want to fight him for it. I don't want to go claim it. But God's like, you have to go and claim it, possess it, take it back. He's just not, he's, he's not going to give it back to you. It says that he is, in John 10, 10, it says he, is the, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It says that he goes around like a, like a lion seeking those he can devour. So if you know what, when he comes to me, he's going to look like a pussycat, right? He's not going to look like a lion. But it says that's how he comes. So be prepared for that. You know, he's going to run. He's going to hide. He's going to deceive. He's going de- to lie. He's going to destroy whatever he can. We need to realize that he doesn't operate the way that we do. We are in Christ. You know, we have certain nature that we've got from our Father, God in heaven, that we act, you know, if someone says that's mine, you know, You give it to them. Oh, I found this on the ground. Oh, that's mine. Here you go. We're not going to fight with them. We're not going to be like, well, I just found it. You know, I mean, if you do leave things at my house for a long period of time, you do have to come claim it because, you know, if like you leave your sunglasses, I usually wear them. And then when you see me wearing them, you're like, those are my sunglasses. I'm like, oh, okay, you can have them. (laughs) So, but it's kind of like, I don't know, because people leave so many things at my house to, you know, but I'm saying, I'm not going to be like, those aren't yours. They're mine now. You know, I'm not going to do that to somebody. But the, the enemy's not like that. He's just not, he doesn't have that nature. And if we act like he does, that's where we, how we get where in these situations where it's like, well, it just seems like, you know, the devil's just beating me up. Yes, he is. He really is. That's what he's doing. He is not like Jesus. He doesn't come in. He doesn't have a sweet nature. We got to remember that. Because sometimes we think, well, God's allowing that. God's like, you can go get whatever I've given you. You have the authority. That's why we have to possess it. You have to know and believe that that really is your inheritance in Christ. We have to know, first of all, know what's yours. If If you're never in the word of God, you probably don't even know what's yours. If you don't know what's yours, how are you supposed to go get it? You have to know what's yours. That's why the Bible is so important. It is important to read your Bible. It is important to spend time with God. Because you have to know who he is. You've got to know what he has for you. Do you know that it specifically says that you can claim 70 or 80 years in Psalms? It says 70, 80 if you can bear it. He gives you that. How many people knew that, that that specifically has an age that you can stand on and say, you may not take me before that age? If you didn't know you had it, who's going to come take that? That's good. And God says in Matthew 7 that the kingdom of God is violent and the violent take it by force. We need to be violent towards the enemy. Okay? Quit letting him in our houses. Quit letting him in our lives. Quit letting him in our minds. We need, we're not violent towards each other. We are violent towards the enemy. When he comes in, if someone was to come into your house in the night and try to rob you, you know what? You're not going to be like, oh, hey, how you doing? Got an extra bedroom, you know? 
milk's in the fridge, you know, get some cereal, you're good, and go back to sleep. That's not how it's going to happen. You come into my house in the night, I really hope that, you, that I knew you were coming because we're going to have less people going out that came in. Right? That's how you think because you got some things in there that are super important. Your children, your spouses, your life. Nobody's coming in your house thinking that they're going to come take something from you. Then why would we let the devil do that to us? Doors wide open, come on in. Why'd you take everything? This was the honor system. He's not honorable. He's not honorable, guys. So we need to be like, you know what, when we're dealing with him, we need to be like what God says. We need to take it by force and say, that's mine. Right now, we're going. Give it back. Get your hands off what what God gave to me. Christ died, and I'm not going to let any of that be in vain because he died for me, and I'm not going to let you get your hands on anything that he intended for me. Sometimes I think we look at the devil, and, you know, he takes things from us. And he's like, ha ha, I got this. You know, like a little kid. If you guys had older brothers, like my life, because I was this tall and they were way tall. Did anyone, did anyone have that you dangle thing? They dangle things and they're like, get it, get it. I'm not stopping you. Why don't you take it? Right? And we're like, mom, dad, you know, and that's what we do to God. God, you, the, the devil's being mean to me. He won't let me have it. And God's like, give it back to them. And God's like, okay, now go get it. I told him to give it back to him. So now you go get it. And we're still like, oh. And he's like, come on, come get it. And eventually you learn, I don't care what you're doing. Boom, drop it. Thank you very much. Right? But we just want to keep going, God, it's mine. And God's like, I know, I gave it to you. But God, this whole time, the devil is just going like this. And we're whining to God. And God's like, seriously, think a little bit violent towards him. All you got to do, one action. Um, So when I learned that, in my own life, it got easier to have big brothers, right? Yes. yes. When they realize that she's not just going to run and cry to mom, because mom and dad, they are busy sometimes, and they really don't care if you get that toy back or you get that thing back, right? As long as you're, like, you know, not bleeding or holding a body part in your arm. You know, they're, the, some days they're just like, you're breathing, that's enough. But God's not like, he's like, everything you have more authority of that. You're bigger than that. Why are you acting like you can't, that's out of your reach? And it's all because of what Jesus did on the cross. He went in. He took the keys. So anything that has locked you out, anything that has put up a wall, God's like, I already got the keys. You have the keys. If, if Jesus has the keys, we have the keys. Because the, Jesus came and said the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So every access he has, now you have. He gave us the keys to access the goodness of God on earth and in heaven. It's already unlocked in heaven. They don't really have those type of problems, okay? And he's saying, we don't have this in heaven. Jesus sits at the right hand. It's good. But I also made that for earth. You don't have to either. You can take possession of it. Because when we're born again, everything is ours. Everything in the kingdom. We're part of the family. We're not a servant I mean, we serve, but we're not a servant. We're not a hired hand in the kingdom of God. We're adopted. We're in the family. You know, your kids, they know. You think that it's your money, but they realize when they're little that it's actually theirs. They need something. I need this, Mom. You know, 
They go in, they don't think anything of eating everything that you bought. You went out to get groceries yesterday, it's all gone the next day. They think nothing of that, of eating everything that you have. If you have daughters that, you know, that can fit into anything of yours, it is now theirs. You probably will never see it. Now, if you're smart like me, I buy things, like we all wear the same shoes, so I buy things I like of theirs for them. So now we share. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I can mostly take, they wear my sweaters and my socks and, and my shoes and, and all of these things because they know that if it's yours, it's probably mine because this is our household, this is our family, you know. They think sometimes our bedroom is theirs and we can all fit on one bed and watch movies, right? Everything. You know, even the bathroom's not private. We have one bathroom. It's all of our bathroom at the same time, right? They don't have boundaries because they're like, this is our household. Everything that is yours is now mine. And that's what Christ did for us. How good is that? Everything that he gave to Jesus as the great king, he said, you're adopted in that same family. It's yours. So why, sometimes it feels like we don't really live in that. I've had moments where it feels like, I feel like a pauper and not a princess right now. I feel like that little kid with the devil just hang, you know, dangling things over me that I really need. So it's kind of like, if you have a million dollars in the bank account, that is yours, right? If you never make withdrawals, it's not going to do anything for you. You have to go get it. Sitting in the bank really doesn't mean anything. It doesn't help your life. It doesn't take care of needs. You have to go and get it. You have to make a withdrawal. This cancer, the broken relationships, poverty, pain, bitterness, pride must be claimed. It's already paid for. God, say you don't, God says you don't have sickness. You know, you, you know how to have relationships because Christ knew how to have relationships. Everything, it's already paid for. But you need to make a withdrawal. The answer to your issue is already in place. We just have to access it. And trust and be confident in the goodness of God. When you look in his word, you can trust. You can say, you know, he has come through every single time. Maybe not in my timing. Sometimes we get a little crooked, bent out of shape because I thought God should do it in this timing. I thought God should do it this way. I mean, how many people would like God just to take care? If you had like a $10,000 bill and God just like come up and just money rain from heaven, wouldn't that be great while you're just sitting on the couch, you know, binging on Netflix or something? That'd be great. But we don't, we don't like it as much when God's like, I gave you this amazing job that's going to add $10,000 to your, your income. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to get up. I'm only halfway through my series, God. That's what we, got. we want God to be like that, right? We want God to answer us the way we want God to answer us, not the way that he chooses to answer us. Because sometimes we think we're a little more sovereign than God. We think we got it. Yeah, that one was painful. Just be like, oh. That was painful, wasn't it? Because sometimes we do. We think, well, God, what are you doing? He is God and he does not have to answer to us. He sees the big picture. 
You know, like when your kids, if your kids come and ask for something, you know, they're like, oh, why don't we have this new thing? Or why don't we do this? And you're thinking, well, you don't know how many bills I have to pay already. You know, that's something I have to save for. That's something that's coming I'm preparing for. Well, sometimes it's like that with God. We come and say, God, why don't you give me this? He's like, oh, it's coming. I'm just preparing your character. Don't worry. But we don't, we don't see the big picture of how if he gave that to us now, it actually would cause more destruction than blessing in our lives. So when we're saying, why are these things, why are all these things, you know, um, in my life? God says it looks like when you make that withdrawal, it has to look like something. You know, when you make these withdrawals, it looks like healing. It looks like restoration. It looks like connection. It looks like prosperity. It looks like joy. It looks like grace. You know, it looks like humility. It has to, you're going and getting those things. So if you're having sickness, you're going after healing. You know, if you, if you are living in poverty, you're going after you know, prosperity. If you are struggling with depression, go and get your joy. Go and get it. L- allow little things like we all got blessed by, you know, a small child today by saying that brought joy, created joy with her words in this room. Created joy. And we just, you had to either take it or be like, I mean, I don't think anyone in this church would ever feel this way, but, I mean, I've been places where people are like, oh, that's so annoying. Well, you just let the enemy keep, keep that joy from you because everyone else just got blessed and we got to have some joy and you're over there, you know, trying to get something from the enemy. That isn't his. We have to access. We have to trust him. We have to trust God. That is the key. We have to trust that, you know, he gave us the answers in his word. We have to trust that he is good. I mean, he gave us his son so that we wouldn't have to spend an eternity in hell separate from him. If that doesn't show goodness of character right there, that he would give up what he loved most, I don't think I could give up my child for anybody. Anybody. I don't even want my child to be uncomfortable. Right? Even though sometimes we have to because that helps them grow. Think about when you, you have your little kid. I mean, when you're teaching them to swim or ride a bike, you're saying, trust me. Right? And it's scary, but you're, I mean, you would throw... You're not going to just let them drown. If they, if they start swimming and then start sinking, you're in there, right? You're pulling them up. You know, you got, you, you got padding around them when you're taking them on their first bike ride. I mean, if they were going to go hit into something, as a parent, you'd probably go in front of it, right? You wouldn't care if it broke your body. You would take that hit because that's, you know that you have good things for your children. And God is the same way. He's like, trust him. He's not going to let you, you know, He's not going to let you just fall. Every single spiritual blessing has been lavished upon us. I love that word. Lavished is like so much, you can't even take it. I've heard people that have, have had experiences with God that he has blessed them so much that they're like, I can't take this joy and this blessing. Lord, please stop because I'm literally going to die. That's real. 
like people have been to that point where God has blessed them and his spirit has fallen on them so much. And it's not bad, but the fact that their physical body cannot even contain the joy and the grace and the blessing of, of God. Whew. I mean... That would be great if every time I had an experience with the Lord that it would be so intense that I'm like, no more, no more. Like when someone makes you laugh and you're like, please stop, I can't breathe and it hurts so bad because you are, you are just like so happy and there is just so much joy that you're like, I can't even contain it. What if we actually lived like that? That we were basically saying, God, please shut off the flow. I mean, I just need a break because my physical body, my spirit wants to keep going, but this body can't even take it because you are just like overflowing, lavishing upon us. You know, he's adopted us. We are his children. We have access to the whole kingdom. Are you guys getting that? Like we have access to everything? Okay, because like I really hope that that's getting across because that's, (laughs) I'm doing a good job here, Lord. That's what he says. So any time we want to make a withdrawal, we can use the name of Jesus in that account. When the enemy comes, we're like, um, I always have the trump card. I always have an ace up my sleeve because I always have Jesus. There is nothing, nothing that is higher than him. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, I love this. It says, we became his poetry. How many of you guys know poetry You know, was originally for like, love and just to get that emotion of how much they loved and cared for them. It says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we are born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. He created us and gave us a destiny. We have been claimed, we've been found, you know, we found what was lost, stolen, or broken in Jesus. That old man died. That old man that thought the the devil just beaten me up. Well, I found that I have victory in Christ. I found it in his word, so now I can use that. Find, if the enemy is beating you up, find out why, because you know what? Bring God's word to there. Bring and say, I have been claimed by Christ I am in that family, and you have no access to this anymore. We're recreated. Possess everything. Your answer is Christ. It is that easy. Your answer is Christ. Anything God gave to him, he gave to you. Anything, everything. The map or the path that is planned out, it's in his word. If you're a person who likes to know what's coming next, great. Spend a little more time in his word, and you'll find it. He, he gave you a path. He gave you that map to get there. And, and it confirms and, and it brings restoration because you know God's nature. Everything the enemy comes at you with, the devil, the enemy, everything the enemy comes at you with, God has the answer. He has the path. He has the promise for you in his word. Sometimes we just don't realize it's there. He wants to deceive. The enemy wants to deceive us because he doesn't want us. If you walked in the full victory you have in Christ, the church would be unstoppable. 
unstoppable. Hospitals would be empty because sickness would be non-existent. There would be no poverty in the earth because it would be unstoppable. That is why the enemy tries so hard to keep you in the dark, to keep things hidden away from you, to come in and steal what was given to you because he knows the power in Christ. Christ went and he went to hell and he took back the keys. That is powerful. He died for every human being past and present. That is powerful, you guys. If we just got a little piece of that active in our life, just a a smidge active in our life. And God said, every piece of power is in my word and it tells you how to activate it. Make some withdrawals. Be like, I'm using this. That's right, it's mine. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. Activate it. Yes. Let's just close our eyes for a minute. And we're just going to I'm going to finish here.